Welcome back, everybody, to another beautiful Thursday afternoon. If you don't know where you are, you are at the Rainy Day Horror Show with the coolest, the most, I don't know, great podcast host in the universe, me, Dusty McBalls, a.k.a. the Certified Cougar Hunter, a.k.a. the man with the biggest set of testicles on this earth, okay? And on today's episode, you guessed it, horror movie breakdown or horror movie review, whatever you prefer to call it, alright? Today's episode, it's going to be a good one, alright? I just saw this movie for the first time in like my entire life. We've got The Collector. It's a good movie, alright? I don't know why it took such a long pause, but I did, okay? But it is a good movie. I liked it a lot, alright? So, the rundown for this, you know, little movie breakdown, like usual, is going to be the review, not the reviews, fuck, I'm just butchering it now. It's going to be, you know, the directors, the actors, the name of the movie, even though I just already said it, the genre, producers, writer, the box office, the when it released, stuff like that, and then it's going to be, you know, I always give the scene up before that, right, and then it's going to be... You know, the reviews, what the tomato meter gave it, what the audience score is. And then I'm going to give you guys those great, beautiful, after I'm done explaining how great I thought it was, you know what you guys get? The reviews. Ooh, the spicy reviews. It's going to be a good one, alright? So, before we get into it, sit back, alright? Let's just get through the day. It's almost the weekend. We're almost here, okay? So... Let's just, you know, no Crocs, just get a drink, you know, have a little snack, alright? Let's get on with this episode, okay? So, the synopsis for this movie, The Collector, is desperate for money to pay off a debt, a man targets a wealthy family's home and plans to break in and steal a valuable gem. He soon learns that he picked the wrong night to carry out his plans. For a masked madman has gotten there first, imprisoned the family, and lined the mansion with deadly traps. Ooh, ooh. Trust me, it gets, it gets worse. All right, it's, it, it, this is a graphic movie, okay? Rating is R, and it says, Perv Sadistic Bloody Violence. Language and some sexuality slash nudity. There are a whole lot of titties in this movie. A whole lot. I'm talking from A cups to F cups. There are titties bouncing throughout the first half of this film. It's wonderful, alright? The genre, horror, mystery, and thriller, original language, English, director, Marcus Dunstan, producer, Brett Forbes, Julia Richardson, Patrick Rizzotti, writer Patrick Melton, and Marcus Dunstan. Release date in theaters April 31st, 2009, worldwide, and then release date streaming April 6th, 2010. The box office, this is Gross USA, $7.7 million. Runtime, hour 28 minutes, you know, like normal, typical horror movies, always usually around that hour and 30 mark. The distributor, Freestyle Releasing, Production Company, 
Fortress Features, and Sound Mix, Dolby Digital. All right. The cast and crew, Josh Stewart, he plays Arkin. Now, Josh Stewart, if you see the movie or you have seen the movie, he's very recognizable, especially in today's time, because he is probably a villain in like most of like the mainstream action movies. He always gets the villain role. And I think he did a really good job in this movie, okay? But we'll save that a little bit later. Michael Riley Burke plays Michael, who's the rich dad at this house that's being, you know, tormented. Andrea Roth is Victoria. She's the mom. Daniela Alonzo is Lisa, and that is Josh Stewart's, um, like, what girlfriend in this movie. Um, Madeline Zima plays Jill, and then which is one of the daughters in the houses that is being robbed. And Carly Scott Collins is Hannah. She's also another um, daughter at that house that's being robbed. Okay. Now, the tomato meter for this movie is 28%, but the audience score gave it a 48%. I was actually kind of shocked, okay? And I'll tell you why. I thought it was actually a really good movie. I really enjoyed this one. Um, if you like graphic and gory kind of movies like Hostel or Saw. This one's this one's right up your alley. It is. Um the traps that the killer uses in this movie extremely impressive. I was, you know, shocked about like how good they were. Um if you haven't seen this movie, let me give you just the, you know, a little bit of a premise. So, the opening scene is this older couple that's not the guy plays a role in the next family, but this isn't the family that's being robbed. It opens up with the new family, okay? And so this guy and his wife just got home, I think, from like a business meeting or like a business party or something like that. And so once they get home, you know, they start getting a little freaky and they start moving to the bed stair, like the upstairs bedroom. And when they get up there, they see this red box and it says on it from the collector. And the wife is like, don't open it. But, you know, the typical dude is like, I'm going to open it. Nothing's bad's going to happen. Well, he opens it and then it like is like a really quick rush. And it goes from like a guy with the mask, the main killer, shoves him quick into the box. And then it cuts to you meeting Arkin at the new house where he's working on. Okay. And he's working there. He's just, I think he like install, I think he's like installing windows and just doing like installing doors and stuff like that, fixing things because they're remodeling this house. And this main family has like, they're, they're pretty, I would say they're like Southern rich, like the old money in the South. That's the kind of money they have. They're just, you know, really a really wealthy white family. And so as you meet Arkin, you know, you kind of get the role, like the gist of the other characters that are going to be in the film, like the, um, the mom, the dad, and the daughter, and so he's, Arkin's a really, really nice dude, it's just like, you know, he's got a lot of money that needs to be owed to, like, specific people, and you find that out, so as he's meeting these, like, as he's working on this house, he, you know, meets Hannah, the little girl, and they have a really good, like, relationship, she asks him if you want to have a tea party with me, and he says yes, because Hannah reminds him of his daughter, and so they're just, you know, having fun. And then he ends up leaving after he's done fixing a bunch of stuff. He ends up leaving for the day and he goes to the bowling alley where his girlfriend and his daughter are. And 
he gets paid from that job that he was just at and he goes to the bowling alley and he gives his wife, you know, not wife, but girlfriend, I think girlfriend, I'm going to say girlfriend, he gives her the money that he owed, like half of it, because she's in debt to some serious like loan sharks and they gave her a specific deadline and she's not meeting that deadline. So he's like, don't worry, I'm going to get you the rest of the money tonight. And he calls one of his mob friends up and he goes and meets him at this strip club that he owns. And this is where you see all of the titties just fucking like out there, just like up in your face. I'm talking just from any size to just, you know, just any size. It's just, you know, it's that typical 20, like 19 or not 2019, but like 2009, just fucking titty scene. That's what it is. It's awesome. So if you're single, fucking, you got something to jerk off to now, right? Anyways, so he meets him and he's like, hey, I'm going to do this job tonight. And he's like, this, it's going to get done. And his, the boss is like, no, that's not how we work. And he's just like, this is, no, I'm not doing it tonight. We have to still case this place. And Arkin is just like, fuck you. Like, we're going to do it. And eventually, you know, a little scuffle breaks out and they eventually get, you know, he says, okay, fine, do the job. So Arkin goes back that night, tells his girl that he's going to give her, going to get her the money by midnight. He's going to go rob the family that he was just at because they have this really expensive rare ruby diamond. And he's like, I'm going to go get that. And it's massive too. I'm going to go get that. I know where it is. And he's like, hey, we will be fine. And so she's like, okay, fine, but you have until midnight. So he goes to the house dressed in all black, gets, you know, like a typical burglar and breaks into the house. Nothing weird, nothing suspicious. And he goes upstairs. He goes to the bathroom behind the mirror where this ruby is located. And as he's, you know, figuring out the dial and trying to break into the safe, he hears some footsteps creep up, you know, the stairs. So he goes and hides under the bed real quick, not under the bed, but in a different room. And as the guy that's the killer, as he goes into the bathroom, Arkin slips down the stairs and tries to exit out the back door, but it's all locked and he doesn't have the keys when he just came in through that door. So he's getting a little, little weirded out. And as he's walking through the house, trying to like, not like be avoided by this killer, he runs into traps. Like he gets his, he tries to break out through one of the windows, but on the wind, it's boarded up. So on the windows, there's razor blades. So he puts his hand through there, comes down, fucks up his hand. Um, he ends up like running into a bunch of, what is it? Almost runs into a bunch of bear traps. Almost, almost runs into like the giggly wire that, you know, like the CIA uses to cut people, cut people's like throats open. Almost runs into a room full of that. He almost steps on like this, what is it like? I would say, you know, like for like fly traps or like mouse traps, that really, really sticky stuff. It's like that, but it's mixed with acid. So it's kind of like it gives off a little bit of a sizzle, almost runs into that. And as he's just kind of figuring out what's going on and stuff like that, you know, you see all of these weird booby traps where the stairs have like nails in the floorboards on like the first couple flights. Um, the chandelier, if you hit a tripwire, it comes down and there's a bunch of knives attached to it. And so, in one of the rooms where the, uh, the fucking, like the home theater is, if he had it trip, like the killer had it 
like hooked up to this pair of scissors in one of the rooms where if you pulled the pair of scissors to try and stab the killer, it would trigger something and it would like attach like a rope to you and you'd fly and it'd pull you into like the like the movie screen for the home theater and nails were poking out of it and you die. And it just it's really, really creative and it's really graphic if you don't you really can't handle like gruesome stuff this I wouldn't say this is the movie for you but there are you know this killer he was really good with his you know stuff like he had the mom and dad in the basement and it was just fucked up I'm trying not to give a whole lot of it away but like one of the daughters when the older daughter I should say she didn't she was fucking her boyfriend on the counter because she snuck out and came back later and they noticed the killer watching them and also titties were out there too so just saying and as she freaked out um the boyfriend backed up hit a tripwire and this machete came down cut his hands up like fingers off and then he started tripping into the room where all the bear traps were and just chomp 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 all of the fucking bear traps just chomped on him and then she ran to no she got caught and then she got tied up to the fucking um what is it the staircase with barbed wire like around her neck and around her feet and around her arms kind of like the her hands like kind of like the whole Jesus got nailed to the cross kind of thing it was like that and Arkin eventually saves her but she starts freaking the fuck out and she runs and grabs a pair of scissors and she gets launched into the tv screen where and then gets all those needles like shoved in her the nails shoved into her and then um at one point the husband was you know being a not really being a dick but wouldn't shut up and the killer slit him open and at one point you see all of his intestines out all on the floor all of the blood and everything and this played a crucial role because when Arkin went to save his wife because his wife was in the next room with in a bathtub chained because the collector always takes one victim that he puts in the box you find that out and that's all I'm going to say about the box but his wife was originally going to be the person that he was going to put in the box and so she comes out and she sees her husband all bloodied and everything. She screams, runs upstairs after Arkin told her to shut the fuck up, but she didn't listen. And she got stabbed to death and brutally murdered. Um, and the entire time, why Arkin is still in this house, he's not only trying to get out, but he's trying to save their youngest daughter, Hannah. And as he, at one point, he does escape. Like, he's like, I'm fed up with this. I already have the ruby in my pocket. I'm just gonna leave. And he leaves and then he looks back at the house and sees Hannah. So he goes back in and he basically saves Hannah. And it's it's just basically a whole chase scene. They try to electrocute the guy, but it doesn't work. They try to, well, not the guy, but the killer. And it just doesn't work and he's outsmarting them. And then at one point, you think that Arkin kills the guy because it's so funny. This is fucked up if you like animals, but I thought it was funny. The killer has a German shepherd, and at one point Arkin like like puts like stuff in a garbage bin to 
make it on like a fire in the garbage can. And the German shepherd comes through the door where they are and Arkin just fucking throws it in his face and like covers the German shepherd's face in this like fire trash. And then he takes the dog. I don't know how he did it, but he takes the dog with one hand and keeps is like holding him with the bucket and throws it at the killer. And then a huge fight ensues and stuff like that. He eventually outsmarted the killer because he used a mirror like showing um where like they are. Like, you know how in movies you can reflect a mirror and it's like, oh, they're over there or they're like right there in front of me, but they're really around the corner. Well, at one point, the killer got a hold of a shotgun because the cops were called and he shoots the mirror and that's when Arkin knows that he was underneath the chandelier with all the knives poking out so he just lets it go stabs the killer and then him and the girl escape okay that's all I'm gonna say about the ending all right I'm gonna leave the ending because it did take a turn I was upset about the ending but I'll let you guys decide about the ending but other than that, yeah, it was a really good movie. I really enjoyed it. It was graphic. I was, you know, queasy at some points. Like, this one part, the killer was going to cut off the mom. The mom's fucking tongue with, uh, what is it? The snippers that she used to, like, cut. Fuck, what is it? Like, we used to cut, like, small shrubs. Not like the big hedge clippers, but the little handheld ones. He's going to cut her tongue off. Yeah, it was really, it was, oh, there were some points where it was just bad. Like, the razor blade scene got me, oh, that made me super uncomfortable. But, yes, if you haven't seen it, go see The Collector. I liked it. It's probably in my top 15. I would say my top 15. Just barely, maybe at, like, 13, 14. But, yeah, no. You guys should go out and watch it. I enjoyed it, and I think you guys would really enjoy it. If you do like that more gruesome, saw kind of, you know, hostile Final Destination, I would say. Maybe not as... Final Destination is a little bit, you know, lower on that scale, but it still has its gruesome parts. So I would say it is on the level of Hostile and, like, House of Wax or Saw. Just, it makes it... it there are points where you get really, really queasy. But yeah, no, go out and watch it, okay? Trust me, you will enjoy it, all right? Now... We're going to get on to the reviews, the Rotten Tomato reviews. You know, you guys know this is my favorite fucking part of this episode, okay? So, the critic consensus, increasingly tedious display of gore makes this torture porn home invasion horror more pro programmatic, programmatic, yeah, programmatic than provocative. It is a little bit gore porny, I will say, it is. If, yeah, it is a little bit of gore porn. So, okay, this first one comes from Tim Roby, Daily Telegraph, the UK, top critic. Relentlessly bloody and just relentlessly idiotic death trap thriller for the Saw crowd. See, it is more for the Saw and hostile crowd. This is a crass, I've never heard that word before. Okay, sorry, I got ahead of myself. This one comes from Peter Bradshaw, Guardian, top critic. This is a crass, silly and baffling slice of torture porn, with the audience being tortured chiefly with boredom. I didn't think it was boring. I didn't think it was boring. Okay. So don't listen to that. I didn't think it was boring. I thought it, I thought it, kept, me, it kept me on my toes. So This one comes from Cat Halstead, Little White Lies, 
top critic. It's a truly creepy concept, which inevitably leaves room for a sequel. I don't know if I'd want to have a sequel on this, just because of how it ended. Um, I'm not going to, you know, what is it? I was going to say explain the ending, but I don't want to, fuck, ruin it and like, what's the word I'm trying to think of? You already know what word I'm trying to think of. I don't want to do that, okay? I don't want to ruin the ending and not expose. Why does expose keep coming to my mind? Whatever. I already said it earlier, so you guys know exactly what I'm fucking talking about, all right? This one comes from Kim Newman, Empire Magazine, top critic. He actually rated this one a four out of five. A nerve-fraying new take on the home invasion horror. Yeah? I don't know. I don't know about that one. Um, yeah, I don't know about that one. But it was, yeah. Maybe not a new take, but yeah. This one comes from Robbie Collin, News of the World, top critic. He gave it a rating of 1.1 out of 5. The Collector must be the laziest horror film of the year. The camera work stinks. The act, the action's boring. Or, sorry, the action is boring. I don't know. I hated that he said actions. The action is boring, and the plot holes are so glaring they wouldn't get past a lobotomized goose. Oh, that's funny. I like that one. Um, I didn't, it is, like, I would say most, like, probably more than half of the film is a silent horror movie. They probably only say, like, a couple sentences between each interaction when he goes and talks to them. It's probably only a few sentences. So it is more of a, you know, silent horror film. The writing is a little bit off, but I didn't really... It didn't really bother me. It didn't bother me like crazy. So, another one. This will be the last one. This one is Liam Casey, Globe and Mail, top critic. Watching the collector becomes an experience, not so much a dread as big virtual ouches. So, it was good. I enjoyed it, and I think you guys should go enjoy it. Okay. So, watch it. We watched it. Me and my girlfriend watched it on. Oh, is it on Amazon Prime? I think it was Amazon Prime. Yeah, I think it was Amazon Prime. So it's on there if you have it. But go out and watch it and then let me know what you think, okay? I would like to know. I would like to know your thoughts on The Collector. And we can talk about it, alright? But that's going to do it for this episode. Um, Don't really have anything else to say except, you know, voting is still up. Go vote for me. It's on my Instagram at the Rainy Day Horror Show. So... Please go vote for me, alright? Um, if you want to follow my Instagram, just, you know, The Rainy Day Horror Show. And you can send me whatever horror-related things you like or want to talk about. And we can have a conversation. Or if you even write short stories, send them my way and I'll put them, I'll put them in an episode. So, um, Gabby is going to be joining us next week. So, for FLDS. And that'll be fun. I'm really interested in hearing that. Crypticon is next weekend. So, if you're going in to Crypticon in Minneapolis, I will be there. So pop in, say hi to me, let's talk for a little bit, and then, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what we do after that. So, what else? What else? What else? If you want a Rainy Day Horror Show sweatshirt custom made for you, a one-of-one, one, DM me I will, on what you want on it. 
I will get the materials, and I will shoot you a price when I have everything, or a rough estimate of what everything will be. So, just let me know, big dog. Alright? That's pretty much it. It's almost the weekend, so let's just get through today and tomorrow. And then we can party, drink, and just do whatever the fuck we want to do. It's the weekend. Just don't go to jail, alright? So, remember, stay frosty, stay foxy, and most importantly, the most important thing on this earth, stay safe, you beautiful peacocks. I love y'all. Deuces.